0: Living a healthy, balanced life is no small feat, especially when you're a mom. With meals to cook, laundry to load, work to do, and humans to raise, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe living a healthy life has become way too complicated. What we need isn't a new plan or program telling us what to eat or how to live. We need simple, uncomplicated routines and information that's going to help us live our best, most beautiful life without rules and restrictions. Join me, Kristen Dofniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and mama of two for weekly conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life. Uncomplicate eating and simplify in every area of mom life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast and happy last week of 2021. My goodness, friends, I won't lie. 2021 was a wild ride, especially the first half of 2021, and I am so excited to be sitting here and sharing with all of you today at a much better place than I started the year in, and I wasn't really sure how I would go about this year's sort of yearly recap that I like to do, Um, so what I thought I would do today Is just sort of share with you a little bit about how I kind of came through the first half of this year being really crazy, some of the really great changes that have happened in my life throughout the last several months, especially. I'll share about the podcast and some of the podcast milestones we hit. And then I thought I would share with you my top 21. So the 21 things that kind of made my life better in 2021. So some favorite books favorite podcasts, and just some general things that just really made my life better this year. And then I'll share with you some of what is in store for 2022, with the podcast especially. I shared some of my goals for 2022 when I did my Q&A with Danielle. If you haven't listened to that episode, it was so much fun to record. We talked all about New Year's resolutions and habits and how we have shifted from this kind of all or nothing black and white mentality about resolutions and habits and really found balance in both of our lives and how we are using that to approach our year in 2022. And then we also shared some of our personal goals. And so if you're interested in that episode, I will link it down below. It's our last Q&A of 2021. And this is our last official episode of 2021, which is very exciting. It's been a really exciting year for the podcast, uh, but I will get to that in a minute. Like I mentioned and like I've mentioned several times here on the podcast this year, there was a lot of really hard stuff that happened in the first several months of the year, a lot of loss and a lot of really being forced to take a step back and change the way that I was doing a lot of things in my life and approaching a lot of things in my life. And in many ways, I'm really grateful for the heart of the first six months of the year and I still not quite ready to go into detail about it, but I just want to, you know, kind of share that in all of that, whenever we have the opportunity to take a step back and take a hard look at our life, and for me, it was my life, it was my business, it was my relationships, it was a lot of things, and make some really important changes, I think is is a really good thing. It can feel hard in the moment and it felt really hard in so many moments this year. But I was able to really reevaluate my life and to really make some really important changes. One of those changes was even more... Deeply and intentionally switching focus in my business, which I've mentioned several times, I talked a lot about this in a season for change, uh, which was episode one sixty three back in the springtime. I'll link that down below as well, and really looking at my business and understanding that even though it was really it was something that I felt really called to do to do the health coaching I was doing to do the intuitive eating coaching I was doing. I loved working with every woman that I worked with But it just didn't feel aligned for me anymore. Not that intuitive eating overall isn't aligned for me. Balance is fully aligned for me. But I wasn't feeling like that was the work that I was meant to do and that I was the things that I was really, truly meant to share with the world. Those are obviously going to be things. Health and wellness is huge. And I'm obviously going to continue to share about health and wellness and finding balance and intuitive eating here on the podcast especially. But doing that as my main job, so to speak, as the main focus of my business, just really didn't feel aligned anymore. And I hemmed and hawed for a long time about shifting out of that and into what does truly feel aligned, and that is sharing health through food and sharing my love of food and wellness in a way that is delicious and can help people to get healthy food on the table in a way that's less stressful. So I love talking about meal planning. In a way that's flexible. I love talking about meal prep in a way that doesn't take hours and hours and hours. As a former personal chef, I know that it can. And I want your weeks to feel easier. I want healthy living to feel natural. I want habit building when it comes to these things like meal planning and meal prep. And healthy cooking to feel like something that adds to your life instead of takes away from it. And so that practical side of finding balance and eating well in a way that feels really good for you, that is what feels so aligned for me. And so that is something that I really started shifting towards in the beginning of the year and in the spring, especially. I made a lot of changes in my business and It just made sense, and I've never looked back and thought I shouldn't have made those changes. So I reprioritized a lot in my business, a lot in my life. This was the year I focused more on my mental health than any other year. I went back to therapy. I worked really hard on a lot of things that I hadn't worked deeply enough on in therapy, and that was really, really helpful and really needed. I worked a lot on my physical health as well, owning what feels good for me and my body and not letting the world, and I'll talk about this more later too, not letting the world tell me what is and isn't intuitive eating, what is and isn't healthy, and really focusing on what feels good for me, what does the research say, what are things that I want to try, and because I It's something that's going to help to improve my life, improve the way that I feel, and I made some really, really important changes for my gut health and my hormone health, and I feel better than ever. Other than some general life stress, physically, I feel better than ever. Uh, I, I shared about my marathon journey this year. I will link that one as well in the show notes, and I had a better training cycle than I ever have before. I felt better running than I ever have before. And it's it's not random, right? It's because I prioritized it in a way that worked for my life instead of just following an arbitrary plan. I didn't stress out about the training and I made it something that was really, really joyful because I, it's something I wanted to do. I run because I love it. And so I wanted to make sure that going into that, it was about the love of running and the love of challenging myself. And so focused I focused a lot on that with my physical health. I focused a lot on my marriage and a lot on my family. I worked a lot less than I did in 2020. I rested a lot more than I did in 2020. Um, in years past, I journaled a ton. I went to a ton of therapy, like I mentioned. I relied on a lot of important conversations with friends to get through some of the hardest parts of the year. But I made it through. We made it through. And I truly feel better than ever. And we're here. We made it to the end of another really hard year as a society. And I think that things are slowly starting to open up. Things are slowly starting to get better, even though I know we still have, you know, concerns about the pandemic. I think we are on the up and up and that feels really good. And I really, I want to just, I want to honor all of you who aren't ending this year feeling really good and feeling like, You spent a lot of time working on yourself, working on your health, working on your family. If that's not you, that's okay. It's been a really hard couple of years. And I know 2020 for me was very much survival mode. And the first half of 2021 was 100% survival mode for me. It was how can I make it through another day? And putting in that work is not easy. And I'm still not entirely where I want to be there are a lot of things I want to work on there are a lot of habits that I've kind of gotten out of in the last few months just with a lot of busyness going on in our lives and that's okay it's okay if there are things that you still want to work on even though you've made a lot of changes and so I just want to honor that I want to honor you for wherever you're at whether you're feeling better than ever or you're feeling worse than ever and you're like okay I'm just ready for 2021 to be over and to move into 2022 And to just focus on, focus on myself, focus on my family, focus on my business, focus on whatever it is that you want to focus on, wherever you're at, I'm here to support you and I'm cheering for you. So like I mentioned, I took a big step, I stepped to the side in my business and really reevaluated what I wanted to focus on in my business, the things that felt most aligned, the things that I felt most excited as well as experienced with, um, and I took a really big step back from my business this summer to make room for a less stressed schedule. So we took my younger daughter, my older daughter, it's homeschooled last year up until June. And then so we uh, obviously she didn't have school. Well, I guess some people homeschool year round, but we don't homeschool. Well, we didn't homeschool year round. We decided to Take a break in the summertime, and our younger daughter took a break. Um, she just went to preschool one day a week just to make sure that she was, you know, still getting that time with her friends, that social aspect. And um, my husband goes away a ton in the summer because he's a sailor. Um, it actually feels like he goes away more in the winter time these days, but that's fine. He goes away. He's he works a lot in the summer. He works a lot more locally in the summer, and just to make room in our schedule for our family, especially with my husband's busy sailing schedule, that I needed to take a big step back. I took some actual time off, which I haven't done in seven years of business. I took time off of social media. I took a break from my Facebook group. I did a lot of things that felt really, really scary. And when I came back in August, not much had changed. And that's what was really beautiful about it was kind of that recognition that It's okay to rest. It's okay to take a break. It can feel scary to rest. It can feel scary to take a break, whether it's from work or otherwise, but it's really important. And if you need it, it's so, so necessary. Take it, take that break. And I'm really, really, I'm really happy that I took that break. And um, I'm also really happy that we took that break because we also made the decision to move from the place that we'd been in for four years. Uh, In July, we made that decision and we moved at the end of August. The place that we were in was great. It was beautiful. It's the biggest apartment we've ever lived in. It was the nicest apartment on the island that we lived on. Nicest apartment complex, not the nicest apartment, um, because I got two kids and there was a lot of of marker and crayon on the walls we had to scrub off before we left. (laughs) But uh, we really liked that place, but there was a lot of things about it that we didn't love. It was quite expensive. Um, we live in a really expensive area just in general because we live on the East Coast. And I guess not all of the East Coast is expensive, but the, the Northeast uh, tends to be a little bit more expensive. We lived on an island and in a really, really beautiful place, but it was quite expensive. And we want to look for our forever home and we want to you know, find a place where we can actually kind of put down roots and so with that we're like okay we're gonna we're gonna move we're gonna move into a smaller place a temporary place at this point we don't know how temporary it's gonna be it was you know kind of like six months to start and we're like you know we're probably gonna be here until at least the end of the year maybe longer it just depends we're you know we're saving and we're looking at the market and we are just kind of waiting for when the time is right which is a little nerve-wracking I won't lie because there are you know, this place isn't perfect, but it's never going to be perfect. I think the fact that we are together and we are safe and we are in this beautiful town. So we moved about two towns away from the town we were in. We're back on the mainland, but still right on the water, closer to some of the boats that my husband works for. Um, and I guess not works for manages. And so that's really nice for him. And it is just a beautiful where we are is right near downtown. If you've seen any of my Instagram stories where I've shared kind of like the t- the town center, it looks like Stars Hollow. It's beautiful. There's this beautiful gazebo in the town center. There are a couple of great playgrounds really close by, a ton of great restaurants and bars for date night. And it's just, it's so beautiful. And I'm so grateful to live here. And at the start of 2021, I would have told you that I thought that our life was going to look much, much different um, than it does now. We were we were thinking about doing some traveling. We were thinking that we might not even live in the state come September, let alone, you know, living in the city that we live in now or town that we live in now. And so There was a lot of unknown at the beginning of the year, but this decision was by far one of the best decisions that we made all year, despite the fact that the place we're in is it's small and it's tight and it's cramped and it's old and the kitchen is not ideal, but... I'm so grateful for our family and friends that have come around us and helped us to move. Um, I have a place to teach cooking classes. The lighting here is great for taking photos of my recipes. There are so many good things about it. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned this year is just really recognizing the good even in the hard. Um, I think 2020 is the same thing. It was a really hard year for a lot of us. Um, There was also a lot of loss and understanding that with that doesn't mean we can't also hold space for the good that that came out of that and i think a lot that was a lot of what i i really I really recognized in 2021. Um, So with moving, we also sent our oldest back to public school um, because she really wanted to. She missed her friends. Um, I loved homeschooling. We're definitely not ruling out homeschooling in the future. It might be something that we do again in the future. But it's been nice to have that little bit of space to, to work and without having to kind of juggle homeschool. Um, I did like our homeschool experience, but it wasn't what we had hoped for just because there really wasn't that social aspect and there wasn't a lot of places we could go or field trips we could do. And that was really hard for my very social butterfly eight-year-old. And so... Her going back to public school was a decision that we made that made a lot of sense for our family. And then uh, our four-year-old started going to pre-K three days a week. And gosh, she adores her school and we adore her school. They also have – there's also – I've talked about it before. There's a co-work space there and they have a workout room with the Peloton bike. And so it's fantastic. We love it all around. And I'm already thinking about when she's not there for pre-K anymore in two – or a year and a half – I'm like, well, I'm going to have to get a co-work space membership there so I can use the co-work space and the Peloton bike because it's fantastic. Um... So that was a a kind of a change in September for both of them. But so far, so good. Um, That was really great. And in September, I also really shifted more in my business and I started teaching online cooking classes in September. I hadn't taught a cooking class in um, other than online. I had started teaching online cooking classes just for fun on Instagram in, I think it was June of 2020. And in 2021, I took them to full length cooking classes. So we do a full meal. So it's either an entree and a side, or it is a like a one dish meal. We do a cocktail or mocktail. I've done specialty classes like appetizer classes too. Um, I launched the Healthy Balance Cooking Club, which is a yearly membership. Yes, it will launch again in September. We are still deciding exactly how that's going to look and how that's going to play out. We're very excited about that. I've had so much fun connecting with everyone in the Healthy Balance Cooking Club, cooking alongside you, everyone who has joined my cooking classes. I've been teaching cooking classes for over a decade in person private classes. I've taught at several cooking studios, but really being able to take it online and reach more people has been so fun and so exciting and a dream that I've had for a long time and wasn't sure if it was possible, just mostly because I didn't have kitchen space. And so my mom was so wonderful to, And my mom and my dad, I, I, my, my parents live in the same house and I just call it my mom's house. Um, they're <laughs> they're both there. My dad's wonderful as well, but my mom's the one who does the majority of the cooking. So she opens up her kitchen to me you know, once or twice a week, so, I can teach classes, in person classes. I'm uh, sorry, not in person classes, online classes, as well as private classes. So, I guess public or private classes. And that's been really fantastic and so fulfilling and so what I needed to really make me feel like my business is aligned to who I am and what I want to share with the world. And I think you guys, I think something that I really want to bring more of into 2022 is just sharing more of me with all of you. I'm silly, I'm goofy. And that part of me comes out in cooking classes. And I don't think it comes out as much on Instagram or on the podcast. I think it does sometimes. But it's definitely something that I am trying to bring out more of because I feel like all silly and punny parts of me come out during cooking classes. And I also pride myself in being good at teaching cooking classes because I have been doing it for so long. And I am. Absolutely love it. I leave every single cooking class more excited and more energized than I started and if you know me, I'm excited and energized starting every single one of those classes because they are so much fun. And there has there have been hiccups in figuring out online cooking classes. There's been a couple I started without volume. We had to figure that out. Um you know, figuring out how to make sure I have like the best video quality. We're still working on lighting because classes are at night. All of these things, we're just going to continue to kind of progress them and make them better in 2022, but overall, they've been so much fun and absolutely my favorite thing that I have done in my business next to podcasting, um, which has been so fantastic. Um, So let's dive into talking about the podcast in 2021 then, because... The podcast has hit some really awesome milestones in 2021. At the beginning of the year, I introduced Healthy Mama Hacks um, because I realized that there were so many little mini tips and tools and things that I wanted to share with all of you that weren't – they didn't feel like full episodes – so I made them into little Hacks episodes on Fridays, and they've quickly become one of my favorite things to record, and these are all solo episodes, and I I absolutely love recording them. I love coming up with ideas for them. I love hearing your ideas from them, and, and I'll talk more about kind of the future of Healthy Mama Hacks, but I did make Healthy Mama Hacks its own podcast in the fall, so for my listeners who just want to listen to Healthy Mama Hacks or you know, want a place where they're all together so you can just kind of listen to those in whatever order you want to, Um, you can find them over there instead of having to sift through all of the episodes on the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. That has been really fun. Um, this fall, the podcast hit 200 episodes, some thanks to having the Friday episodes too when we started doing twice a week episodes. A little bit easier to hit that that high number, but it was wild. Realizing that the podcast is turning three in January and we've already hit 200 episodes, which is crazy, so wild, so fun. And I continue to love it as much as I did at the very beginning, if not more. Um, and with that, our weekly downloads have nearly doubled this year alone. And I'm so grateful for every single one of you listening, every single one of you sharing with your friends, sharing on social media. I am honestly grateful for every single one of the 80,000 plus listens that we've had. It's been such a fantastic year. And I've had so many fun guests on We've introduced so many fun topics, Um, new topics. We kind of introduced a new format to the podcast or slightly new format to the podcast in September. I brought on Danielle Havens as my Q&A co-host, which was so exciting. I was so nervous to ask her after we first met. I don't know if I've shared this with any of you, but I actually asked her to come on as a co-host before we had even recorded the first time because I felt like we aligned so much in what we share. And I thought she would have such a fantastic perspective and she's a fellow mama. And so we really jumped in. We recorded one episode together. I was like, oh, yes, this is the right decision. And then we started recording q and So we've had four Q&A's that we've recorded so far. And she's going to come back again for another Q&A in January before she goes on maternity leave. And then we're going to have some guest Q&A's. But I, I know you guys have been loving those because those downloads have been just as good, if not higher than my guest episodes. So currently... We're having you know, three guest episodes or the occasional solo episodes on Mondays, Healthy Mama Hacks on Fridays, and then the last Monday of the month, I'm doing a Q&A episode where we get to answer all of your questions, which has been really fun to be able to answer directly the questions that you have about living a healthy, balanced life, whatever topic it is that we're talking about. The first couple of episodes we did, um, pregnancy, birth and babies. And then we talked about having a healthy, balanced holiday. We talked about having a healthy, balanced new year. We're going to talk about having a healthy, balanced exercise routine in January, especially with the new year, kind of figuring out how to create balance in that. That'll be really fun, especially because Danielle is a bar and yoga instructor. Um, I'm a former fitness instructor, and so it'll be fun to kind of share our perspective on that. Because both of us love working out, we love fitness, um, but we also appreciate doing it in a balanced way. So I can't wait to talk about that. Um, and so I guess I've kind of already started uh, talking about what we're what's coming in the podcast in 2022, but. Like this year, we're going to continue to introduce new guests and new topics, which is so exciting. Um, We have a gut health series coming out, which has been highly requested. You guys want more on gut health. So that's going to come out more or that's going to we're going to talk more about it. So that's going to come out in January. Um, we have a two-parter on relationships and sex, which is a brand new topic for the podcast here, and that's been really fun to record. And I'm excited to share those with all of you. Uh, definitely a new topic for me to learn how to like talk about without kind of stumbling over my words and feeling a little bit awkward. But I, I'm proud of how I handled it, and I'm excited to <laughs> to dive more deep into that because I think that is our relationships are such an important part of our overall health as well, um, because I do believe that health is holistic. We're going to dig deeper into mental health, um, lots of new topics, as as well as, you know, kind of the things that you know and love about just creating a healthy, balanced mama life. Um, so like I said, we'll have more guest Q&As all year long, even when Danielle's on maternity leave. I'm bringing, I'm bringing my husband back. You guys really wanted to hear more from him. So he's coming back, potentially reluctantly. No, he's, he's usually on board. I just usually make him a fun cocktail and we sit across from each other and have a chat. And gee, just thousands of people just happen to listen to it after. So that will be fun. <laughs> um, and my sister's going to come back. We're going to have a little sister Q&A. So that's going to be fun. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a great year. So I did debate. I know some of you guys have been speculating um, whether or not Healthy Mama Hacks is going to continue on the main feed here on the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. And I debated that for a long time because I did create the Healthy Mama Hacks podcast in and of itself. But you all seem to love it so much. And the you're still listening to the episodes over here so much that I'm going to keep it so at least for the next year, Healthy Mama Hacks will still remain here as Friday episodes, um, at least you know, at least for the time being. And if I have bonus episodes, they'll come out on Wednesdays. And I do have several bonus episodes planned as well for the podcast. So you know what? Sometimes you might just get three podcasts a week. And I'm okay with that if you're okay with that. You listen to the ones you love. And I hope that you continue to love and you continue to listen to these episodes. I, Like I said, I'm just so grateful for all of you listening. This is one of my favorite parts of my job. And I call it a part of my job, even though, you know, we're still not sponsored. I have a couple of affiliates that I mention from time to time. I'm always open to having sponsors on the podcast. We just haven't found anyone that's quite the right fit yet. Um, so you might hear that in 2022. We're still kind of working on that. Um, but really, this is a labor of love more than anything. And I love sharing with all of you. I love talking to the guests. And I'm going to continue that uh, when the podcast turns three and beyond in in 2022. So that is kind of my, my recap of coming through some really hard stuff this year and uh, some really exciting milestones. Here on the podcast, what you can expect on the podcast in 2022. So let's go ahead and let's dive in to my top 21 from 2021. So I've got five favorite books that were really impactful in 2021, five favorite podcasts that were really impactful in 2021, and 11 things that made my life better in 2021. So let's start by digging into books. Okay, so the first book that I finally listened to and loved. And let me premise this by saying, I know there are people who have opinions um, when it comes to maybe this author's religious affiliation or lifestyle or any of that. Um, I like to stay neutral on these topics because I absolutely, I accept everyone in every way for whatever their choices might be. But I think she is fabulous and fantastic and has an incredible perspective, is an incredible writer and also an incredible reader. I love listening to her books. And uh, I think that I think every woman needs to listen to or read. (laughs) It is a book, but I listen to it on Audible. I think every woman needs to listen to this and just set aside any of your preconceived notions and just listen to Untamed. Um, (laughs) It's a fantastic book. It's a fantastic conversation, um, and it's really, really needed, I think, for women. And so um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, I listened to it twice this year. It was really powerful. She shares her story, and she shares how we can untame ourselves as women from the world's expectations, from society's expectations, and kind of step into our true selves. And it was really powerful, and I loved it. And I'll probably read it again. So that was number one. Number two, Buy Yourself the Effing Lilies by Tara Schuster. Um, It is actually like the whole word. (laughs) So if you look it up, uh, I bet you can find it with Buy Yourself the Effing Lilies on Amazon. But you know, this isn't an explicit podcast. So I'm not going to say the word, uh, even though for those of you who don't know, I do like some colorful language. (laughs) I just try to keep it off of the podcast. I mean, not like, you know, Used well, right? Used well. So, um I so I didn't mind, you know, when there was language used in this books. But, you know, it's definitely not something to listen to in the cause she doesn't use it all the time, but it's probably not something, especially with the content in, in this book, it's not something to listen to with your kids around. But it was also a really fantastic kind of self-development book. And it was actually the book that prompted me to start journaling again more. And she talks about her kind of her life journey and becoming um, an executive at, I think it was Comedy Central, and just going through some really hard things, having a really hard childhood, working through that, and really just owning her life and owning her happiness. And it really is just kind of a, a feel-good book about overcoming your past and really just Owning your owning your future, owning your happiness and your well being, your wellness, and just buying yourself the freaking lilies <laughs> because you deserve it. And so I really, really loved that. Also, listened to that twice. I am a listen to it twice if it was powerful kind of girl. Um, the third book that I've listened to only once but will listen to again this year was Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. You guys. This book is so needed for so many of us. Um, This was a book that we actually did for Book Club, um, which is something that I've I've done for the past year, Uh, not every month, but several months out of the year in the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast Facebook group. Not sure if we're going to bring it back this year. We will see, or this upcoming year, we're going to see if we if we bring it back next year. But this was one of the most popular book clubs. We loved discussing burnout. It was really powerful to understand the stress cycle and kind of how to work through that and how to really truly kind of find balance. When it comes to stress in my life, and use some of the really powerful tools that they gave to move past this kind of cycle of burnout that I was in for so long. And I can say that I'm definitely in a place of feeling a little bit burnt out at the end of the year, as I think a lot of us are. And this is a book that I'm gonna come back to to help me to work through that. One of the most powerful things in this book was learning that it's important to complete the stress cycle. So when you're stressed out about something, it's important to do something. Whether it's something, oftentimes it's something physical, like exercising, like going for a walk or a run or some sort of a movement. Because otherwise, you kind of like hold on to that stress. It could be crying, it could be screaming. You have to release that stress. That in and of itself has changed my life. So this book was super impactful, really great. I also listened to it, and it was a fantastic listen as well. Um, so Emily and Amelia are sisters, and they both read the book. So. So really, really fantastic book. Um, Another book that was really impactful for me, and um, we had these authors on the podcast, um, was The Six Needs of Every Child by Amy and Jeffrey Ulrich. This was the one, yeah, it was the only one. I was like, did I read another parenting book this year? No, that was it. That was the one parenting book I read this year, and it was the one that I needed. And so I will link that episode in the show notes as well. Um, but oh my gosh, you guys, The Six Needs of Every Child is fantastic. It's a, a quick read, but an impactful read for any parent out there. I think understanding what our children need, understanding what is just natural for us to or what, what is natural for us to respond to our children or the way that it's natural for us to respond to our children, the way that might be harder that they might need. So kind of understanding our kids' needs and how we can better respond to them, what's natural, what's not natural, and they give like legitimate ways that we can do that was really, really, really helpful. And so that was really That was really fantastic. Um, And the last book that's kind of an outlier, a lot of these are kind of personal development books. And this one is a memoir that I thought was so beautiful. I actually just finished this uh, about a week and a half ago. Finding Freedom by Erin French. She is a cook. She's the founder of The Lost Kitchen. Her story is a beautiful, beautiful memoir of having a hard childhood and overcoming a lot of a lot of hardships. You can, <laughs> you might sense a theme of a lot of a lot of focusing on overcoming hardships this year for me, as you probably from listening to the first half of this podcast understand this is a big theme for me overall this year. But she, you know, overcame a lot of hardships. She talks about her struggle with, um, you know, being a child and having her her father struggle with alcohol and having her – or she was pregnant really young and having to move back home and stop the college degree that she was going for and then kind of struggling to find jobs and then having a difficult marriage with an alcoholic husband and then struggling herself with prescription drug abuse and coming through all of it and creating – What is more than once creating what is one of the most highly sought after reservations in the US for restaurants? This incredible experience. I like hope to have the honor of being able to experience myself one day at the Lost Kitchen in Maine. And oh my gosh, you guys, I want to go there so bad. (laughs) But this book was so beautiful. And if you love memoirs, if you love stories of redemption, if you love food, you'll love this book. I actually recommended it to my mom. I think my mom's reading it right now. I was like, you have to read it it's so good. Uh, and she's like, well, I'm not a chef. And I'm like, no, 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 you do not have to be a chef to love this book. Loving food makes it even better because of the beautiful way she talks about food in this book. Um, but it's certainly not a prerequisite for enjoying this book. It's a fantastic memoir. So those are the five books. Those are my top five books that I read this year that I thought were really impactful and I really loved. So Moving on to podcasts, there were five podcasts as well this year that I listened to over and over again and really, really helped me this year. So um, and they're also enjoyable to listen to as well. So the first one, probably not a surprise because I've mentioned this a couple times, um, but the Systemize Your Life podcast with Chelsea Joe. she was on the podcast. Um, actually, I can't remember what episode number it was. I didn't write it down. But I will link that again in the show notes. Um, And by the way, show notes don't always fit on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And so if you want the full show notes, click episode website at the bottom of every episode. You can head to my website and you can see like the full show notes there. So for any of you who don't know that, the full show notes will be there. Um, I just hired a fantastic podcast assistant who is going to make all of this really pretty and organized for you. in 2022, uh, because I don't always remember to put all of the links in. And that is totally my bad because I've been doing this myself. Um, and uh, anyway, she, Chelsea Joe, her episode was what prompted me to join her Systemizer Life Academy and to really dive deep into her podcast. I had listened to it several times before. But she talks about systems, especially for working moms, um, whether you're a work-at-home mom or a work-outside-the-home mom. Her systems are really fantastic, especially in my business. It's really helped me organize things and feel less stressed. But she also talks about systems around the house, systems in your marriage. She's fantastic. Her podcast is like, it's so great. And her episodes are short and sweet and really um, action-oriented. So they're great. I love her podcast. I listen to a ton of the Systemize Your Life podcast. The next one I really love, these are longer episodes, and but they're really, really great episodes. So the Healthier Together podcast with Liz Moody, I've mentioned this before in the podcast as well. And she has really, really great guests. And she is a former journalist. Uh, she used to work for Mind Body Green. And so she has a really interesting um, perspective on health and wellness. It's a very balanced perspective on health and wellness, and she has incredible guests on that give you like everything you need to know about different topics. She has these ask the doctor episodes that are really fascinating. She's a really good interviewer because she is a former journalist. Um, she's also a cookbook author. And so she is great, and I love her podcast. I've listened to a lot of that on my long runs this year because they're just great conversations. Another podcast that you'll probably not be surprised that I love because I just mentioned her book is the We Can Do Hard Things podcast with Glennon Doyle. I believe it came out in 2021, and I've literally listened to every single episode, and every single one has been fantastic. I've laughed. I've cried. I've gotten a lot of great out of the conversations just between her and her sister, and then she's Also, more recently had her wife, Abby, on as well. And then their guests. They have incredible guests on as well with some really, really great topics. And they talk about a lot of hard things. Um, But I've needed that this year. And so that's been really helpful and uh, really entertaining as well. And so I will continue to listen to that podcast this year for sure. Another podcast for my runner friends out there. This is a new discovery for me and obsession is the Alley on the Run podcast you guys, Allie is a delight. Can we get her on the podcast this year? I think we need to get her on the podcast this year because she is a delight to listen to. She's a delight as an interviewer. She is a mom and a runner herself, and she talks all about running um, on and off. What does she say during the on her episodes? It's like in, in her intro, it's like on and off the road or something like that. Um, So she talks to professional runners. She talks to everyday runners. She does kind of race recaps. She, oh my gosh, so many different topics. If you're a runner, if you like running, it is so entertaining, so great. She's hilarious and adorable. And I am just, I've listened to so many of her episodes this year um, on my long runs and just, you know, recipe testing or wandering around the house, folding laundry or cleaning or whatever. And I've, I've really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to continue to listen to old episodes and new episodes She has new episodes coming out at least once a week, usually it's several times a week. She also has a really fun Q&A she does where people ask her questions and um, her Ask Allie episodes, and they're just great. So I highly recommend the Allie on the Run podcast. And then the last podcast that I have loved this year, and like literally, if if I could have picked anyone in the world to have a podcast, I would have wanted a podcast from this woman, and I am just so, so grateful that she... Is she blessed us with her podcast this year? Or it might have it might have come out at the end of last year. It might have come out at the end of last year. But aligned with Paige Schmidt, you all know I love Paige. She's been on the podcast here twice. She was my coach for a couple of years. She is and 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 changed my life in so many different ways. She's so fantastic, you guys. You have to listen to her podcast. She really truly talks about so much, but ultimately everything is is. Centered around living your best, most true, most authentic, most aligned life. And she is the go to person for that. She has a beautiful voice to listen to. Her episodes are just, oh my gosh, they're like a hug that also gives you incredible advice. It's like you need a hug from a friend just by listening to her voice. And then you also leave with, you know, either questions that are going to help you to create a better life or action steps that you can take right now it, it's just really fantastic and I love listening to her episodes every single week and I'm sure we'll have her on the podcast again um, she's just so fantastic and so so grateful I will I'll link her episodes that she's been on the podcast as well and I'll link all of these podcasts in the show notes as well so you guys can go ahead and listen to them And last but not least, I'm going to move through these a little fast-ish, only because I don't want to keep you guys for way, way too long. And I could probably, hint, hint, I might make an episode on several of these topics this year because they're topics I've been asked about. These are things that made my life better in 2022, 2022, not yet, 2021. Number one, I quit caffeine. You guys, after talking with Dr. Heather Rhodes on her first podcast and then her second, uh, I had so much fun with Dr. Heather this year. We actually did a cookbook together, a Happier Hormones cookbook. It's not available right now, but it will be available again at some point in 2022. Um, But it's been so fun collaborating with her. But I, I asked her, I was like, do I need to stop drinking coffee? And she was like, hands down, yes. So I quit coffee for about two months. And as of now, I'm still not drinking coffee. I, I can do like one espresso on occasion, one shot of espresso because it's only like 60 milligrams of caffeine. It's not very much. Uh, but I don't drink coffee anymore. You guys, I've had coffee in my bio for like seven years because I love it so much. And that's why I will allow myself the very, very occasional espresso just because I love it. But if I do have coffee ever, it's decaf. Because it was not serving me. It was not serving my hormones. It was not serving my anxiety. And it literally changed my entire life to quit caffeine this year. And so now I do have a small amount of caffeine or to quit coffee this year, I should say. I have a small amount of caffeine in the form of green tea, black tea, or mud water, which is my go-to in the morning. Um, You've probably seen ads on Facebook or Instagram. It's fantastic. I love it. I mix it with some oat milk and a little bit of stevia just to sweeten it a little bit in the morning. It's delicious. It's a fantastic way to start my day. I don't crash from it. It's just awesome. So um, really reducing my caffeine and quitting coffee made my life so much better in 2021. Number two, prioritizing time off. Like actually prioritizing time off, taking a social media break, taking time to rest and read, shutting my computer off and like actually ending my day, which I haven't honestly been very good at lately. But when I was doing it, it made such a huge difference. I felt so much more present with my kids, with my husband when I actually prioritized my time off on the weekends, in the evenings. Prioritizing time off was really, really huge. Number three, training for my second marathon. Like I mentioned, I won't go into it super deep because I did a whole episode on this, but it was the best training I've or the best um, race I've ever trained for. I did my best time in a marathon. I've only run two, so there, there was only one to beat. But it was a really fantastic cycle. I didn't train with a coach this year. Next year, I plan on training with a coach just to even up-level it even more. But it was just a really great and a really positive experience. I had very few runs where I was like, oh, that didn't feel great. Almost every single one. I loved every single run in some way, but I felt good almost every single run as well. There was only a few that I didn't feel great, but I I loved every single one. And that's, that's saying something. So that was really great and really positive in my life journaling is number 4. Um I'm terrible at telling you guys the numbers whenever I'm listing things off. I realize that. I recognize that when I re-listen to my episodes. I'm like, I started I started with number 1 and then I ended at I don't know. So journaling has been really impactful for me like I said um in buy yourself the effing lilies, she talks a lot about the impact of journaling and I've been a journaler my whole life, but I haven't been as consistent with it lately in the last several years and I've been way more consistent with it almost every single morning this year. And I have gotten off track again as life has gotten a little crazy the last couple of months. And that's one of my intentions for 2022 is to get back into daily journaling because just getting it all out on paper is really great. And it's uh, also really great to have if you are going to go to like a therapy session or something like that. And so you can remember back to those thoughts you had that you might or something, a conversation you might want to have later. Um, and I just freeform, you know, brainstream journal. Sometimes it's bullet points. Sometimes it's like three pages. Sometimes it's one. And that's been really, really helpful for me. Just centering my day and starting my day with journaling has been really, really helpful this year. Number five is ditching everyone's opinions in two main areas, health and life. People have had a lot of opinions on my life this year, (laughs) in um, family, friends, just in some of the stuff that's happened in our lives and some of the choices that we've made and um and I'm not I'm not talking about the choices you might be thinking in terms of health just just for the record I'm not talking about that we're not we're not talking about anything political here these are personal decisions um and it's kind of crazy that I think you guys know what I'm talking about and um It's kind of crazy to me that that is political in any way. Anyway, um, but we're going to leave that where it is. And these are just like personal decisions, like moving, for instance. Um, People have had opinions and I am a people pleaser by nature. And I don't like when people don't like the decisions I make or don't approve of the decisions I make, especially if there's someone close to me. But I've had to ditch those and recognize that this is my one life and that we make the decisions that are right for us. And it's okay if some people aren't going to agree with them. Doesn't mean that we can't be friends with them. Just like when it comes to political and health decisions. Doesn't mean you can't be friends with someone because they make different decisions or, you know, life choices than you do. Just means that you disagree and that's okay. Um, And so in these areas, ditching everyone's opinions about my life. And also about my health um, in terms of, especially like nutrition and movement and all that, you know, I had a lot of blocks around training for another marathon, feeling like I shouldn't train for a marathon because, you know, I've worked past obsession over exercise and fitness and all of these things. And would that be an obsession again? And no, it's not, not if you approach it in the right way, you know, eating in a way that feels good for me and ditching the idea that intuitive eating needed to look a certain way was something I talked about a lot last year. And that's been even more impactful for me this year as I really stepped into understanding that I love talking about health and wellness and nutrition, and I'm not going to shy away from that. I'm not going to shy away from the things that I know to be true and the things that I love to learn about. Um, Am I still an intuitive eater? 100%. I listen to my intuition. Uh, But I also listen to experts, and I also make changes based on what sounds like it'll be right for my body. I try it out. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And so ditching everyone else's opinions and just really owning my health, owning my life, that's been a really big deal this year. Number six, focusing on relationships. The most important thing I did this year was focus on the most important relationships in my life, my marriage, my kids, my close family, and my close friends, and letting those be the the things that I focus on more than anything else, more than, again, other people's opinions, more than how I show up, you know, to the world as a whole, focusing on how i show up for those people has been really really important this year and something that's made a really big difference and so that's been a big focus this year number seven uh this kind of this goes with everything else i've mentioned other than probably quitting coffee Uh, but therapy you guys therapy is so good It's so good. I'm not sponsored, but I have been using BetterHelp for the last year. And that's been really, really great because having a therapist who I can meet with online has been really great and she's just made such a huge difference in my life just having someone to talk to, to about the hard things that have been going on, help work through those things. Um, you know account- being accountable having someone to be accountable to, for self-care, for my focus on relationships, for my journaling, for prioritizing time off, for staying balanced when it comes to training for my marathon. It's improved my life and my mental health in so many ways. Um, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. And we got to dig into, like I mentioned before, a lot of the things that I just hadn't before that I needed to and work through a lot of things that I really needed to work through. And what's really cool is, you know, being in therapy really intensively for a while and then realizing that you don't need it as much. Like you still need it, but you can kind of back away a little bit and give yourself a little space and have it be there as much as you need it. That's really fun. So that's been really helpful. On a happier, more fun note, not that that's not happy and fun, it can be, um, but it's more serious. Number eight is playing games. You guys, I love board games. I love playing games. I love playing games with my friends. I love playing games with my husband. I love playing games with my kids. I mentioned some of my favorite games on the gift guide episode. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to link that down below too. You've got, oh my gosh, some of the ones that we've loved with the kids, we've loved Catch the Fox. We love the Oregon Trail as a family game and also a friend game um, for adults only. Cards Against Humanity is just really, I'm sure you guys have heard about it or played it. It's really fun. Exploding Kitchen, Kitchens Exploding Kittens is a fun family game um, or friend game as well. Oh my gosh. Ticket to Ride is a really fun friend game. Um, older kids can do it too. Um, it, it's a little bit more strategy of a game. Um, there's something like inappropriate in it, but it's more of a strategy game that's hard for little ones. But they could play it along with you. Um, So those are some of our favorites this year. We've done a lot of puzzles. We've played a lot of games. And that's just brought so much fun to this year. Um, Number nine is being more intentional about spending time outside. Oh, my gosh. being out There's nothing like being outside. Hiking, camping. I would literally live in the woods if I could. Like in a tent. (laughs) It doesn't really work for my job. But I love it. And so I got to go on... One weekend camping trip with my husband and then a weekend camping trip with the kids. We did a lot of hikes, um, got to spend some time outside with Sage with a couple Girl Scout trips, which was really fun and go on a lot of walks, obviously a lot of running, being outside. Um, yeah, a lot of walks with my daughter to my youngest. We've done a lot of walks now that we live in the town that we live in, just going to the playground, going to the library, just being outside more and trying to get outside every day. It's actually something that uh, Danielle mentioned in our December Q&A. Um, I guess we've had, no, it was November, our November Q&A about having a healthy, balanced holiday. One of the three things that um, has really been helpful for her self-care is getting outside every day. And I'm like, yeah, I need to I need to make an intention to get outside every single day, especially in the winter when it's cold, because it just does just make me feel so much better. Even if it's just five or 10 minutes, like a little walk around the neighborhood makes me feel so much better. So Being more intentional about outside time. We're looking forward to a lot of that in the new year. I also mentioned that in our New Year's episode, talking about goals, Um, more intentional time outside, hiking, camping. All of that is definitely on my list for 2022 because it made my life so good in 2021. Um, Number 10, learning just for fun. One of the things that I've done with my husband over the past uh, month and a half is take a food and wine course. What? So fun. We are having so much fun learning about it. We're not getting any certifications or anything like that right now, maybe in the future, but we have had so much fun doing food and wine pairing together. Um, I've also been learning more for work, food photography, but that's something I wanted to learn about for a long time. And so just doing, learning about things that I want to learn about just for fun has been really big. So I think most of the time, the last several years, I've been focusing on learning to improve my business or to improve myself in one way, shape, or form. And that's fine and good and great. But really, just learning for fun has been so fun and so great and has made my life so much better in 2021. And number 11, last but not least, connecting with all of you. I love connecting with all of you on Instagram, especially that's the place I show up the most. Um, The Healthy Balanced Mama Facebook group is a great place to connect over the podcast. Um, I just really love connecting with all of you. I love when you guys answer my question boxes. I will always reply um, to DMs on Instagram. I just I love connecting with you. So, so don't ever hesitate to DM me over on Instagram. Um, I, I just I really like connecting with this community, especially because a lot of times it is just me behind this microphone and by myself in my room, which I that's just exactly where I am today. And so I really, really love being able to connect with all of you. And I feel like I've done that a lot more this year. And especially with cooking classes, too. That's a great way to connect with all of you. Um, live videos, things like that. So I've really loved connecting with all of you. So I'm grateful for you. And I hope that you know that I'm grateful for you. Like I said, this podcast is a labor of love. And I'm going to continue to put it out there because I, I love it. I love sharing this information with all of you, these expert guests, the things that I'm passionate about. And I'm so excited for what's to come in 2022. And I just thank you so much for being here, whether this is your first episode or your 200th something. I don't even know what number we're on. 200th. 30 something episode. I'm so grateful for you. Um, and it was a hard year. It was a great year. It was a year full of a lot of loss and a lot of change and a lot of good. And I'm really, really grateful for it. And I can't wait to step into 2022. Friends, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys all have a happy, healthy new year and I'll see you next year. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation.